Welcome to Conversations with Healers, a podcast and video interview series that features intimate, soulful, and cozy conversations with self-healers and healers. Healer to healer, we dive into all aspects of self-healing and healing and being and becoming a healer. I am Damla Aktekin. I am a healer and the host of this podcast, and I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation. Hello, everyone. This is Damla Aktekin with A Drop of Om. And today I come to you with a solo episode. Yay! <laughs> wanted to have a chance to have you all to myself and to connect with you one-on-one and I wanted to specifically talk about what I think a self-healer is what I feel as a healer is or how I see and define a healer as well as why I started this podcast and my own healing journey and becoming a healer so I want to Uh, Thank you for being here. Thank you for following this podcast. This has been such an amazing and healing journey for me. It's basically simply started as through my own curiosity. And honestly, I wanted to have uh, people (laughs) that I know and trust that I can dive into all these topics of healing that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm such a healing geek and love, love, love talking about all of this. But I, um, I'm amazed by your um, presence here, by your being here, your, you know, listening month after month and giving comments and telling me that you're inspired by it. Please continue to listen and please share this podcast with others that you know, other self-healers and healers. And we'll talk about what that all means, um, but who people in your life who you think would benefit from this podcast and would get inspired by it because this is a work of love a labor of love and it's uh, from my heart and uh, to yours and I hope that um, you can continue to listen and you can continue to share so with that said I want to start by exploring what I feel a self-healer is we are all self-healers or we need to be even if you don't see yourself that way you need to start to see yourself that way because self-healing is simply the practice of bringing awareness to yourself beginning to recognize your wounding as well as your patterns and finding ways to be with that, to heal that, to release that, to unfold that, whatever, whatever word comes to your mind that inspires you to go into a self-healing, a self-exploration journey. And the self-healing is an ongoing process. It's not that you do it once and you're done. It's a daily undertaking. You need to be taking care of, first of all, tending to your needs daily, and I have a whole online course on that that you're welcome to check out, but tending to your needs daily so that you have a baseline of wellness, which then will allow you to go deeper into 
hearing your wounds, seeing your wounds, being with those parts of yourself that are asking to be seen, heard, understood, and resolved and loved. So self-healing is especially necessary because no one, including another healer like myself, can understand you better than you and can feel into you. And as soon as that becomes a daily job, as soon as you take on the responsibility of saying, okay, here I am as this person that I am, let me take care of the vitality that's in me, let me take responsibility for the life that's in me, that's gonna begin to change everything in your life. And more often than not, um, this is what happened in my healing journey, I don't know about yours, but what I hear people tell me in this podcast you know, and then what I see in my clients is that when you go on a self-healing journey, you begin to gather lots of tools and practices. What do I mean by that? Some people are drawn to yoga. Some people are drawn to meditation. Some people are drawn to Reiki or energy healing practices, or some people are drawn to art or other ways of expressing themselves. So your journey and your self-healing tools are unique to you. But where I begin to define the word or the person um, that I call a healer begins when through your own journey, through your own explanation, you begin to find ways, methods, tools, practices that give you some relief, that give you some clarity and some joy in your journey and presence. You begin to embody more life through using these tools and practices. And a healer is someone like me, which this was my exact journey and I'll talk more about it later, but a healer is someone who then says, okay, I've gathered all these tools, or you may have just one tool that you're really crazy about. And you say, I want to share this with the world. I want to teach this. I want to practice this with others. I want to uh, create um, opportunities for people where they get to learn this too and they get to experience this relief too. So this intense desire to share what you know has brought relief to you with others is the first and one of the most important gifts of a healer. That said, um, and I want to make this very clear, if you have learned a healing art, that doesn't mean that you have to do it as a business. So a lot of people that I see as healers in my life, they don't necessarily have a healing profession. They might be working in the corporate world. They might be working you know, in something um, in a technical world. So it doesn't matter what you do as a profession. Um, so you could still have some healing tools that you share with the world. And not only that, I want to expand that definition of healer from someone with tools to a healer can also be somebody who through their own healing journey, through their own self-healing has begun to embody so much light, so much joy, so much, um, just pure life force that just their pure existence in the world is healing for the people around them. 
So I'm gonna say that again. So you could be, it could be that um, a healer is someone who knows and has been trained in and who knows and practices a healing art as a profession. It could be someone who has a healing tool and still shares it with others in a teaching capacity perhaps, but they have an, another professional life outside of their healing uh, art life. It could also be simply someone who has embodied the soul gifts that they already have, who have worked with themselves for so long and so deeply and so caringly that they just naturally bring light to any room that they enter. So those people, those beautiful, special people, I consider sort of like um, healers just by default, just by being themselves. So no matter what category of these you fall into, whether you're a self-healer, whether you practice a healing art, art, whether you're interested in developing your um, curiosity, interested in diving into learning some healing arts. So I wanted to create this podcast for you to get you inspired. So all of the people that I talk to are people that I'm inspired by. What do I mean by that? I am inspired by their self-healing journey. I'm inspired by their healing um, practices. And I, as a healer, as someone who um, works with vibrational healing, with the energy field, and with the spiritual healing aspect of your life, I'm deeply and um, curiously interested in other healing arts. I, I want to just know and learn all about intuition and learn all about other ways of approaching things. And I want to dive deeper into all subjects related to healing and learn more from the people I know and trust. And I want you to get inspired by them as well. Hence, this podcast has been born with the title Conversations with Healers. But I've even from the beginning, I've made it very broad because I want to bring in people again, that I'm inspired by. I want to bring in people that inspire me just by being, because that's also a healing quality in my mind. So, um, and if you know of someone that's in your life who you feel has a healing presence for you, and who you feel is a healing, uh, perhaps is someone who practices a healing art, please feel free to direct them my way. You can contact me and suggest me to um, talk to them, or you can contact them and just tell them about this podcast and ask them to contact me because I'm curious to know what inspires you in healing capacity. What practices do you want to learn more about? What um, do you want to, what healing subjects do you want to dive deeper into? So I'm always open to your feedback your comments, your questions, as well as your suggestions for the podcast. And you can reach me at damla, D-A-M-L-A, at a drop of om, A-D-R-O-P-O-F-O-M.com. <laughs> That's my email, damla at a drop of om.com. So feel free to write to me. Okay, so I want to tell you um, a little bit about my story of self-healing. <laughs> 
which is also an ongoing, just as a spoiler alert, it's an ongoing story. I'm not claiming to be fully healed. I'm not claiming to be fully evolved. I am on an evolving journey as well. Um, but I, I, you know, my story sort of began with a health issue. I started my professional life in the consulting world before I did any of this. <laughs> I was a management business process re-engineering consultant. That's a handful to say. So I was living in a very um, material, very analytical, also very um, top-heavy uh, world which means I was very much involved in resolving things with my mind and with my head, and I wasn't in my body at all. In 2005, I had a health crisis. I came down with a, with a hugely painful migraine, which we didn't know was a migraine at the time. I woke up at 2 a.m. with this incredible pain, and we ended up going to the emergency room. And... Um, we uh, found out that that was a migraine and that was the beginning of my migraines, which is another story. But um, in that process of being in the emergency room, they actually did a spinal tap on me, which then had me, <laughs> I had a specific issue and I needed to just stay um, parallel to earth. My back needed to stay parallel to earth and I couldn't lift my head. So I was basically literally brought down to my knees <laughs> by life at the time <coughs> excuse me i was working as a business consultant i was working very long hours um traveling and working for clients and um it just wasn't i couldn't find meaning in it it wasn't my passion and it didn't feel right on so many levels but I didn't know what was available and I didn't know what else was possible. So I was in sort of a turmoil within. And then, um, so long story short, that led me to realizing, okay, like something needs to change in my life. <laughs> something needs to shift because like my body is literally shutting down and telling me to stop and look at my life and see what needs to change. So I began to look around and the first thing that my curiosity led me to was yoga. I took my very first yoga class. I deeply hated my very first yoga class. <laughs> I couldn't believe people would share mats. I was, um, you know, the whole time I was just, you know, holding myself very tight throughout the class, but something in me, something, just connected in that class. So I kept coming back. I kept coming back. And then um, in 2009, I became a yoga teacher and I decided to pursue yoga uh, teaching full time, which was wonderful and amazing. The yoga teacher training opened up so many doors in me, so many avenues of self-exploration. So I was, I began to dive deeper into the movement part of it. I began to dive deeper into the philosophy. I was you know, buying, gathering all these books, reading. Um, and at the same time, I was getting my Reiki certifications. And then 
I completely got myself into this beautiful flow of learning and expanding and being like finally in my life, moving from head to my body, like being in my body was completely delicious. And I began um, to, again, this was the point also in my life where I began to dive into some mantra work. I began to meditate. So it was all super delicious and super expensive, expanding. So then in um, 2010, I moved from Washington, D.C. to um, New Hampshire, where I am here today, where I live in the U.S., and um, which was a little challenging because I was all new here. I didn't know a whole lot of people. I had to introduce myself to yoga studios, which then ended up becoming this beautiful journey of getting to know people. I began to actually manage a yoga studio. I became a full-time yoga studio manager, which made me quickly realize that that was not something I wanted to do. I did not want to manage a yoga studio or um, have a physical space. I mean, who knows, things change, but I still feel that way today. And then um, in 2012, I gave birth to my beautiful daughter, which then took me on a whole different journey. So by that point, I was teaching a lot of yoga classes. I was feeling alive and well in my body. My pregnancy was beautiful and blissful. And I had an emergency C-section. And right after that, it was just... I don't even know how to explain it other than it was a deep well of darkness that I found myself in. And this time though, it was interesting because, so I had started with my mental work, <laughs> being in my mental space all the time, which didn't work. And then I had been in my body, which at my time of crisis is becoming a new mother. I couldn't connect with my body at all. I, it just felt so strange. It, it felt like a stranger's body. So I couldn't connect with my body. And I started to um, look for other ways to connect with myself because I was going crazy. So the mental doesn't work. The body doesn't work. I'm like, what else is there? I can't meditate. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> I'm going crazy here. So, okay. So my first a healing decision was uh, following my intuition because I also um, happened to have had uh, up until that point yes you know going into yoga was an intuitive decision and um, you know following my passion that way was in, when was definitely intuitive and from the heart but in between my life was pretty much still on running on a very logical basis, engineering basis, which is what I studied in college. So then my decision was, okay, I need to begin to trust my intuition, but like no ifs, buts, whethers, like I'm, I'm all in and whatever my intuition shows me, whatever I'm drawn towards, I'm going to go full in and I'm going to explore that, which to me, the first thing, the first tool and practice, remember the self-healing tools and practices, the first tool that began to give me some sort of relief and that was something I could do with the time that I had 
as a new mom was chanting mantras. Chanting mantras saved my life <laughs> because I realized that, um, yes, yoga was amazing. Yes, you know, meditation, if you can sit 15 minutes on a cushion is wonderful, but there are other ways of connecting with yourself that are other ways of beginning to develop awareness in you so that you can dive into your patterns, explore what exactly is going on and give yourself that which you need. Mantras were the first. The second thing I discovered, which again had a huge impact in my healing journey to get me out of the darkness into the light was crystal healing. And in the um, coming months, I'm hoping to talk to you more about that because I'm, I'm crazy about crystals. You see a picture of a crystal. <laughs> this is a picture of a, a quartz behind me. Excuse me. So I do want to talk to you about crystals, but just very briefly, I discovered that crystals could um, assist me in deepening my meditation and getting quicker and more effective results. The next thing I discovered, EFT tapping meditation, acupressure tapping, which was a revelation to me. It was this magical tool that I could use anywhere. I didn't need to sit on a cushion. I didn't need to chant. I didn't need to like follow any script at all. I could be tapping on acupressure points and just reducing the amount of stress that my body carried just naturally and easily and effortlessly. So then the next thing that happened, I found myself in the middle of, you know, raising a toddler. <laughs> I found myself writing workshops, giving, you know, trainings to people about mantras, about crystals, and starting to hold healing sessions because I had experimented with myself with crystals. And then I, I sort of just intuitively came up with this method that I now call the chakra bliss healing, which I um, thought was like this very quick and effective and beautiful way of activating the crystals, activating their magical powers to get you from just wanting to meditate to deeper and deeper and deeper healing potentials and possibilities. So I began to share all of those and then the second decision, so the first decision was getting in touch with my intuition and sort of making this pact with myself that my intuition had to guide my decisions from now on. And then my second decision, as I began to share these practices and tools was, I want to be of service. And very humbly, I said to myself, talking to my soul, talking to the soul of the universe, I said, I want to be of service. Just show me the ways that I can be of service. As soon as I did that, it was like doors of my intuition just opened wide. And it was just this influx of energy and influx of um, inspiration. And um, it has been since a beautiful journey of unfolding. And now I'm at a place where um, I, I'm working with one-on-one -on -one clients. I'm writing, uh, online courses. I'm, um, occasionally holding in-person workshops, but throughout all of that, I'm beginning to discover these threads of, um, healing potential 
and threads of healing subjects in all the people that I see. And I'm always asking questions like, how can I empower people for their self-healing? And then when they hit a wall in their self-healing, how can I support themselves, them personally through the co-creative work that we do? So this is where I am now, continuously working on my own self-healing as well as opening up um, opportunities and creating containers, creating containers for self-healers as well as healers for them to bring awareness to their unique harmonies, to discover their soul gifts as well as their wounding and patterns and how to sort of create a harmonious mix of those two. And um, this is it really, this is my story. I'm, uh, again, what I, um, I call what I do right now a, um, oh, by the way, one of the other tools that I <laughs> forgot to mention that I absolutely love is biofield tuning or sound balancing with tuning forks. So right now in, in, in what I do, I sort of call it, um, I put it all under the umbrella of vibrational healing. And through the process, I have also discovered that I am clairaudient and occasionally clairvoyant, although that changes and depends and very clairsentient, which means that I'm an intuitive empath who has a lot of mirror neurons and I'm also open to sort of um, feeling into whatever you might be going on and helping you decipher patterns, stucknesses in there, as well as helping you see the openings, the potentials, the possibilities that you may not be aware of to get you further along in your healing journey. If you're interested in learning more about what I do as a healer, the healing services that I offer, and the other free resources that I share, please go to adropofom.com, A-D-R-O-P-O-F-O-M.com. And there's a ton of information there. There are lots of blog posts. You can listen to the Conversations with Healers podcast, and you can even book a... Um, free introductory call with me so that we can meet and see if we're a good fit and you can see all the other healing work that's available for you and thank you so much so i'm actually going to keep this nice short and sweet i wanted to connect with you and again explain and um, share my thoughts with you as i as i started this journey of podcasting i literally didn't know a whole lot other than to how to record a two-way conversation and then it went on from there and i'm so happy that you're here i'm so happy and i'm grateful for you uh, for, for your listening, for your sharing, for your support. And any insights you get from this episode or for other episodes, please just comment or email me and let me know. And as always, I'm open to your feedback, your questions, your thoughts, your suggestions, your comments. And thank you so, so much for tuning in and listening. And I hope to uh, connect with you in the next episode. Thank you.